Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. Welcome back. Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. You already know that. If you're a longtime listener, what's up? New to the show? Welcome. I am excited to be spending some time away from the action talking to you. Yes, it is sunny here in Indianapolis. I'm enjoying it. I like it. I'm sweating through my shirt a little bit, but you know what? I don't want to be a complainer. We get in this mode in the Midwest. Too hot. It's too cold. It's the Midwest, man. Let's just enjoy it. Sun is out. I just got back from the park with my little one swinging. And I saw her swinging and I was just like, man, if I could go back to that point in my life where I could hop on a swing and it was the best part of my day, I want to do it. But you know what? We kind of have those things and that's these cards that we collect. And that's these this time we spend searching, navigating, makes us feel kind of like a kid again, or maybe completely like a kid again. I know it does for me. I think there is not a lot that we can explain to someone who's not tuned into the hobby to share why we do what we do. It's just kind of an emotional connection, and it's a whole lot of nostalgia, and that's why we love it, and that's why I love the hobby. I'm sitting here, ready to go. I've got some stuff I want to talk about today. Talk a little bit about community. I'm going to talk a little bit about continuity. Talk about my week in the hobby. Got a little itchy. I'm going to close the show out by sharing some perspective on some a patch conversation. So I don't normally talk about patches on the show, but I'm going to talk about it because I have had a really good time this year jumping in and buying cards that have game-used patches. And I think from a hobby mainstream perspective, we talk about the flawless, we talk about the NTs, we talk about the exquisites, but there's a whole lot of other cool cards that have patches, and I want to talk about it. And so I want to share my experience on the end of the show. I know if you're out there, you might be a longtime patch collector. I'm new to it. You know I like the shiny stuff, but I have been appreciating exploring some of these new sets. And so what I did was ask you. I took to Instagram and said, hey, there are a whole lot of eras. There are a whole lot of patches, types of products, cards. Let me hear some of your favorites. And let's not mention NT, Flawless, or Exquisite. And I'm not putting down those cards. By God. Wouldn't we all love to have collections full of some of our favorite players in those cards? But for a majority of us, it's not realistic. So what do we do? We turn to other products. So I want to close out the episode by curating some of your suggestions and feedback of patches that you really like and products. I saw, I just did a quick glance. I'm going to be reading through them for the first time, but a lot of the recommendations are from products that I have been buying and exploring, so I'm excited to get into it. Let's kick things off from the top 
just I got to mention, pro wrestling fan or not, I'm going to ask you all to do something. So Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the biggest heel in AEW, cut the promo of all promos this past week on Dynamite. Now, give you a little context and set the stage. There is a little bit of rumblings on a dispute that he's having with the boss, Tony Khan. Now, it seems like the dispute, they're bringing it on stage. They're running a work shoot for all of us to enjoy as professional wrestling fans. Now, there have been historic promos throughout the history of professional wrestling. It's why we watch. But I think when the dust settled on this one from the past Wednesday, from past Wednesday night, people mentioned, didn't say it's better than, but you know MJF's better than you and you know it, but mentioned it in the same light as some of the Flair promos, the pipe bomb from Punk. Man, I had goosebumps the whole time MJF was talking. And I think the reason why MJF works so well and he said in his promo, and everything he said in the pro- his promo was true, and that's why it was damn good. But he makes you feel something. And I think that l- level of authenticity is really, really good. And so that was a highlight of my last week. Again, pro wrestling fan or not, go look it up on YouTube. You will not regret it. As I sit here on recording this on Sunday, we got game two of the finals. Celtics, looking good, man. I don't know if they can... Continue to shoot at that level. They were just lights out. I could, couldn't quite believe what I was seeing in game one. But I'll say this. And I'm going to... I said at the beginning. At the beginning of the playoffs. The one team I liked was the Boston Celtics. So I got to stick with them. I, you know I love Steph Curry. You know I love what the Warriors have done. But when I make a statement at the beginning of the playoffs to say the team I like is the C's... I'm kind of rolling with it. And that's a little tip of the cap and a shout out to all of my listeners in the New England area. Yes, you've got a someone from Indianapolis tipping the cap to the people in the New England area. And you know why I'm doing that? I'm doing it because there's a connection. Brad Stevens, baby. We love Brad Stevens here in Indy. And I got to just a reminder, I think I said it a few episodes. We weren't in school at the same time, but Brad Stevens, he... Not only went to my alma mater, but he is my fraternity brother. Yes, Brad Stevens, the legend. So I am cheering for the C's. I like me some Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It's just a squad, man. But we'll see what happens. By the time this drops, series could all be shaken up. We'll see. But you got to love the finals. You got to love playoff basketball. I saw a graphic this past week that said we were 100 days from Lucas, or I'm saying Lucas Oil. I'm already thinking about it. 100 days from the NFL season kicking off. What I did, I'm excited, right? So I, I went on a run and I went over to Lucas Oil, ran around the damn stadium like a maniac, spent some time reading the Peyton Manning statue, taking some photos, just feeling something. Man, there's, there's nothing like standing next to a monstrosity like a Lucas Oil where your team plays and just not like taking it all in, man. And for me, I I stood there and I thought, and I was reflecting on, since this building has been open, all the fun I've had in this place. And it's about to happen again. We're about to go through it again and have another season. And who knows what's going to happen. But I think back on those memories and these memories that I have from 
moments that I spent in my seat in section 320 in that stadium are reasons why I collect what I collect. It's that feeling, those moments, those that passion. I think about 2009. Think about that game where the confetti fell and we beat the Jets in the AFC Championship and I was in the building in there. It was a wonderful time. The next couple of weeks later, not so good of a time. I think about the comeback. Andrew Luck coming back from the hole of all holes against the Chiefs and that T.Y. Hilton strike. Boy, that was fun. There are so many moments and memories that I have. You can even take it back to the RCA Dome, RIP. But man, football season is upon us. It's getting me going. Speaking of football season, anyone open up their phone this week? See, see a little prism action going on? Wow, it's here. Finally. You going nuts for it? You staying back like a good hobbyist? Not getting too itchy? I don't I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean that from the perspective of, man, it is so easy to get sucked into the vortex when a new product drops. I think it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird that my mindset is on this this rookie class that just got drafted, but now we're seeing cards of the past rookie class for the first time or significant cards for the first time. I think if you think about the different segments, there's a lot of different things and in, different and interesting things that go on with a product drop like a prism. I think some people pony up and get a personal hobby for the rip. It's expensive, but some people do that. I think a majority of people are doing what, you know, I was in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, but doing it Las Vegas style, jumping into breaking, watching these boxes get ripped. I'm not going to lie. I didn't pay for any breaks. I didn't pay for any prism. But I hit that Instagram break and I, I jumped in just to see. I was checking out on big night breaks. I, I, I jumped in a little pole man's breaks and just seeing guys ripping packs, man. I wanted to see the product. You know, it, there's some things you learn. You get educated. I, I learned that Marshall Falk is in that product in a Colts jersey. That's something. Haven't seen that in a while. But I think it's fun. You got other people that are waiting back to pick off singles on the third market. You got dealers that are trying to vulture big boy cards and find them and get these whales and hoard them and then try to sell them. There's a lot going on when Prism drops. If you want to zoom out and try to make sense of it all, the diversity of the hobby and want to check out the diversity of the hobby, watch a Prism drop. Doesn't matter the sport. Just watch it. Same thing happened for the WWE. It's nuts. People buy, prices go up on a lot of the stuff that you see all the time. And then you know what happens? Stuff goes back down. I think you got to be careful of the hype. Buy what you like, but be careful of the hype. Anyone see that Mac Jones Black 101? That whole thing, right? A kid, freaking kid pulled this thing or wanted a break, one of the two, then sells it, turns that baby around, flips it for 100K. Kids in the hobby these days, man. (laughs) I just can't believe that. I think it's fun. I think it's insanity at the same time. I was looking, I pulled this up and I shared it on my stories. Just pulled up Card Ladder and was checking it out and looking at Peyton Manning and Breeze cards that have been tracked on Card Ladder sales. None of them hit 100K. We got Mac Jones going for 100K. The hobby, man, it's topsy-turvy. But you know what? We're all having fun and stuff like that is a reason for us to get excited. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back. 
I've seen some cards I'm interested in, but I'm not going to jump right away. I've learned from that. However, I say that now. If there's a card I like and it's gold and I need it, I might have to jump on it. How, how's your prism ripping going? Which side are you on? If you're on no side, or if you're on a side, zoom out. Think about all the different things that are happening with a product drop like that. All right, so I told you, I'm going to talk about community, continuity, and I'm going to talk about a little itch I got this week. Let's jump into it. All right, so I had one of the most fun I, I get to have in the hobby this past week. Kevin Randall, the Captain 37, hosted the Peyton Manning Top 10 Shiny Inserts Edition. Okay? So he has, we've done a Peyton Manning Top 10 before. It's been a while, but we've done it. There was no segmentation on it. It was just our favorite top 10 cards, 10 collectors. He had been running these on Brady and broke them out with Brady collectors. And now Peyton's collectors turn again. This time, just shiny cards and inserts. Passion was on full display last Wednesday night, everybody. If you want to see, if you need to get revived or you want to feel something, even if you don't like Peyton or want nothing to do with him, go watch Go watch it on Kevin's page. We share our cards on Instagram and in groups, but to hear people love certain cards is truly amazing. Gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It helped me get a better understanding of the great people and the cards that they collect that I already knew. I love being able to relive and recognize the career of number 18 in Cardboard Forum, and I love to do it from the lens of other people. We're having another one. Kevin's hosting it again. June 20th, rookies, patches, autos. There's going to be more of this. Another opportunity. I want to give a big shout out to Kevin, the captain, Northwoods card collector, Jordan, Paul, World Combat, Brady Central, Darren Midlife Crisis Cards, Braxton Cards of B-Track, Carlson Cards, Drake, Drake's PC, and Joey the E-Trader, who couldn't make the first one, but what a soldier. He jumped on his page and did it solo. I love that. Man, there's some good cards in the Peyton Manning collector hemisphere. And I'll tell you this, Peyton cards don't really move. People stash these cards. I know I'm one of them. Not saying I don't sell a Peyton here or there, but Peyton cards, man, we love our guy. And this got me to think, okay, we there's this community around a player and so much joy that I just had. Let me think about the rest of the hobby and let me just, add some perspective. Okay. So I thought about this and zoomed out and reverse engineered how we got there. And I thought to myself, you know what? There are a lot of different steps and things that happen along the way. And I think it would be cool to spend some time talking about the core elements to building a micro community in the hobby. First and foremost, got to have passion around a topic. Okay. Player, product, team, era, passion, excitement, your North Star, I collect a ton of stuff, right? You know this. Share it on my page. But if the dust settled on everything and I had to make a decision out of my PC, the one thing I'm keeping above all else and the most important thing is my Peyton Manning PC. There are other people in the hobby that think that way. And those are the people that I want to spend time with and did that on Wednesday and do it regularly in our group chat. Quality over quantity. Focusing, when I'm thinking about building a micro community, it's not about volume and the numbers. Everyone gets so caught up in that. That's silly. You get more information when it, in le, more information, more passion, 
more opportunity with less people. Always focus on quality over quantity. Another thing, you got to be proactive. If you listen to the show, you probably collect a certain player and interact with other collectors around that player. Think about it. Think about that player you collect and think about you know, the, the three to five other people that you know in the hobby that collect that player that you message with. The, those, these are the people, think about, okay, when you win an auction and you get a new card or pick it up at a card show, these are the first few people that you message when you lay in that card. You want to show that. Show them before you show the world. We all have the opportunity when we, if we're proactive to bring these people together. You can talk about them, talk to them one-off. There is a ton of power when you organize. It doesn't need to be a group chat. It can be. It can be a Zoom call. It can be a lie. It, it can be anything. There are other people who collect what you collect. There is so much to learn from those people. There are so much opportunity to buy cards from those people. So much information to gather from those people. That is what happens when you build a micro community. The escape, man. The thing I preach on this show. Friendships. Knowledge transfer. Picking up a card or two and maybe not bidding each other up. Maybe not. So I would do this. You like what we're doing with the Peyton Manning chat and it gave you some inspiration. Don't just sit back. Don't sit back. Build that community. You know why I'm telling you this? Because it's changed the way I look at the hobby. It's changed it for the better. And also, I want to sit on the other side and watch you and your group talking about the player the way we did this past week. I love this hobby, man. I did a lot of buying this week. I went freaking nuts, man. I went freaking nuts. So a couple cards. I just want to call these out, share some perspective. Want an auction, 2014 Matt Ryan Gold Refractor. God, those things. Those things. 2014, shout out. Shout out to all you people who love 2014 Prism. I have been an admirer of 2014 Gold especially. I love the background. Just, just, you got the, that in gold. Nothing but just gold goodness in the background and then the portrait of the player. I love 2014. People go nuts. 2012, first year, 2014 all day. Got that card. I'm thrilled about. Add that to the shiny Ryan PC. Then I went a little ham, a little hamski. You could say it was inspired by the madness that was the, this week in Peyton Manning. I picked up four freaking Manning finest gold cards. Four of them. Three of them I wanted auction. One came to me via a lead from my man, Josh, Cardboard Chronicles. Shout out, Josh, for sending me that lead. So I picked up the 7, the 13, and 14 via auction. Three W's in a row. Yes, sir. I knew that I was coming back down after that. I lost a shout out. If you won the Philip Rivers 2014 Select Gold, if you won that card, congratulations. You, you finally put me back down to earth. I've been on a hot streak, hot hand. If you won that card, congrats. I'd love to know if you're out there. That's a badass card, so congratulations. But then Josh sent me a card. He said, hey, dude, do you need this? Peyton Manning 2011 BGS 9.5 Finest Gold Refractor. And I said, yes, I do, sir. So I went over to the seller got the deal done, and left this week with four freaking finest gold Mannings. And here is the deal, and we're going to segue into continuity, but the, the desire to chase these Mannings amplified 
on the other side of me building out the Philip Rivers finest gold and then also been collecting Matt Ryan gold. So it just makes me, if I'm collecting down one lane, it makes me want to bring in it, bring the other player together. And I love the continuity. I love having these rare and scarce cards of players that I collect that are in the same product in the same year. I think continuity is important and we don't talk about it. This is my motivation and main driver as a collector these days. I want con- I don't care what you're buying. I don't care who you say is the hot card. I don't care who is the the most expensive card in the world. It doesn't matter to me. You know what matters to me? Continuity. I want to pair cards. I want to take pictures. I want to put it all together because I want to build something for me. And that's what continuity does. It adds focus. It adds direction. We collect certain players. We talk about the players that we collect. But think about this. We really like the cards. It's the products. It's the years. We don't collect every card, but we collect certain products of that our players are in. We have pairings. It's great. Pair cards. Post it on Instagram. Show me. I'm going to appreciate it. I have an appreciation for the continuity that you're building across all years, segments, players, being able to curate a collection where you can tell a damn story to me and to your other fellow hobbyists of why this matters. There's no sales pitch. There's no anything else. That's just passion. And that's what I love. I'm doing this with Philip Rivers, with Matt Ryan, with Peyton Manning, with Andrew Luck. And you know why I'm doing this? Because those are players I've sat and cheered for. It's satisfying. It only enhances the chase. I love it. Again, go check it out. Go think about ways that you can tell a story with your collection, pair cards. If you're doing that, I want to see it. Tag me. Let me see these pictures, pairings, products. I love it. It's my favorite part of the hobby right now, and it's that level upon levels. You got to jump levels, man. That's the way to do it. It's not about the value of the card. Who gives a shit? I know I don't. I don't care how much your cards cost. I could care less. I hope you don't care how much my cards are and the value of it. Who cares? Fuck. You know what I care about? I care about you and why you collect what you collect and the reasons why and the stories. That's what it's all about, man. I want to thank my man, Josh, not only for that lead on the 2011 Peyton Gold Refractor, but also the conversation. We're going to have more collector conversations on here. That's what we're doing on Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. And we're going to keep that rolling this week with my man who is in the Peyton chat, Paul Wardle. Wardle Combat. You know him. What a collection. Collects Manning, collects other stuff. Big hockey collector. Bringing him on the damn pod. Let's close this freaking show out. And you know how we're going to close it out? I'm going to talk a little bit about patches. So late to the party on patches for me. I know a lot of you are primary patch collectors and I'm learning from you. So I appreciate it. But for me, there was little connection because when I was growing up and was collecting cards, there wasn't a ton of patches. So I just didn't really know it until I was in it. You know what I'm saying? But now when I think about, wow, I can actually have a card that has a piece of a jersey that Peyton Manning wore. In a game, now that's cool, okay? That's cool. And I know it might sound basic to some, but it's a lane that I just haven't explored until, you know, recently or the last, since the beginning of the year, the start of this year. I have bought cards, but they I, they never really stayed with me. 
So what I wanted to do, because I'm learning from all of you, and this is a new trail, I wanted to ask the community, what are patch cards and products that you freaking adore and love? And this is, again, where you can get some continuity. Talk about a certain patch product across years and put cards of players together, be able to tell a story around that. And while you're doing it, what's really cool is you can say, you know what, I've got pieces of jersey from these players and this card, and it just makes me feel something. It draw, it's, It sends a special connection. So I'm going to run through. I asked, no flawless, no NT, no exquisite. What do you got? I'm going to read these off so I can hopefully bring some awareness around some products. And I'm looking at these right now for the first time. And I, I honestly have never even explored some of these. So when I'm done with this, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump on eBay and check out some of this stuff. My man, Curly Wrestling Cards, 2020 Tops WWE Fully Loaded Matt Gear Turnbuckle Microphone Patches. So fully loaded, definitely, if you are a wrestling collector, I do have a fully loaded Bailey card. And I have it because I bought that card at the National, and it has her auto on it. And I bought it because it is from the match from TakeOver Brooklyn with Sasha Banks, which I would say is the greatest women's match of all time. And so I would I, reflecting on it now, it's like, that should have jump-started me, but it didn't. But I'm glad Curly called that out. So go check out Fully Loaded. It's a fun product if you're into wrestling cards. So Shane Hu, Lux and Silhouettes, the Card Messiah 19. What's up, buddy? Black gold. There's some nice Brady patches in there. 2001, 2008, Leaf certified fabric of the game among the best jersey patch sets ever. That is one I can say that I love. I love fabric of the game. It's great. It really is. Uh, sneaky, too. A little underrated there. So thank you, Chad. Watashiwa 05. When I was collecting football, loved gridiron gear 05. Joel R21. Dominion quad patches. Those are cool. WWE Gelman. What is up? 2018 Heritage. WWE. ML Card Stop. Topps Dynasty Baseball has some amazing game use patches that you don't see in other products. I'll agree with that. That's a great... I've, I see baseball collectors post those all the time. Great stuff. Flippity Flip Cards. 96 Upper Deck Football Game Jersey. Danish TCG Collector. 05 Tops Bazooka. Toxic Cards. Panini Preferred Statline. Never heard of it. I'm going to look at it. Five Star Collector. Immaculate Premium Patch Autos. Panini's version of Limited Logos. Those are badass cards. Cards of B-Tracks. Tops Luminary Baseball. Drew, Biata, 07, Donruss Classic, Classic Triples, Northwood Card Collector, Jordan, Absolute Tools of the Trade, great, great cards, Helmet, Pant, Shoe, Jersey, Jumbo, all kinds of game-worn patches. Investor's Hobby, 05, Ultimate Collection. I freaking love Ultimate Collection. That's one I've been loving. Uh, a lot of Brady and Manning stuff I dig in there. Cards of Cascadia, my man. Armando, massive fan of 08. Futura Past Masters for Soccer. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Nice looking cardboard. 2012 Flawless Authentic Autos are just beautiful and complete set. Basketball and football. Darren, Midlife Crisis Cards. I'm a fan of Game Worn. I like any product which has Game Worn. Yes, sir. Kevin DeCaptain, another certified fabric of the game. Double K Cards, some beautiful Game Worn patches and Immaculate and Panini 1 and 1. Agreed on Panini 1 and 1. I like Panini 1 and 1 and 1. I like those cards a lot. 15 Iowa, 13 Panini Prime Hockey, 
Drake's PC, 16 Panini Unparalleled, first year shiny game-worn patches. My man Chad at Couchman Sports Cards, thank you. He's in the Manning chat. Great dude. Go follow him. Great collection. Kevin M. Cormier, 01 Fleer nameplates. They look dated now, but still love them. Ephus Pitch in Baseball Tops Dynasty, another one, is high-end product. and get some game-used jer- jerseys in there. Top notch. Man, I'm getting into the game-worn stuff. I love it. Hopefully, if you got some cool game-worn stuff, patch stuff, post it, tag me. I'd love to see it. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back on Friday with Paul Wordle Combat. See you soon.